I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want to. Hi, Dog Nation. Welcome in. This is one of those weeks where Jeff's got to put his cell phone on silent while we're doing the show because many texts are coming in. Everybody wants to know. Trying to find out who's going to be in a G-Day. That's an awesome thing to talk about here on Before the Hedge is brought to you by Kroger. The back-to-back national champions are opening the doors again. Of course, recruits will be there. It's kind of like saying somebody's going to grill some food in Athens this weekend and eat it at a tailgate before that 4 p.m. G-Day kickoff. Um, lots of stuff to talk about this week. Got a brisk show format. I sit there, you know, sometimes at the top of the show and I talk with our producer, Michael Carvel, like, you know, what's the best thing to talk about? Where can we catch folks' attention? Well, we got a lot of, a lot of candidates this week. We've got um, G-Day Outlook, G-Day List, who we think is going to be there. We've got two recent commitments, two recent commitments since our last Before the Hedges show brought to you by Kroger. Um, you've got, in our show tonight, stacked up maybe the fourth and the fifth block of our big five here on Dog Nations Before the Hedges. we got conversations with five-star Defensive lineman Edric Houston. We got a conversation with four-star quarterback Ryan Puglisi. Everybody knows how big that name is. He's visiting Georgia for three days this week. Will not be at G-Day. You're going to hear his thoughts from the man himself about Ryan. Everybody wonders, what happens if Dylan Raiola chooses Georgia? Of course, Ryan's going to decommit and go somewhere else, right? Not so fast, my Before the Hedges friends. According to Puglisi, he is home at Georgia and he is not going anywhere. That's a loaded deck here on BeforeTheHedges.com. Let's jump right in. First and foremost, let's talk about G-Day visitors. Now, it's Wednesday, guys. And, you know, for me, this is a list that I know is going to get a lot bigger. I know there's a couple of surprise visitors that are going to show up of the five-star variety. Everybody's going to get really excited about. There's going to be that flash. But for right now, the biggest confirmed visitors or a lot of commitments. That's five-star cornerback Ellis Robinson the fourth, highest-rated member of the Georgia class. Uh, Peyton Woodyard, that core anchor cornerstone commitment out of California. He's expected to be in town. You got Sokovi White. Um, some of the guys aren't going to be able to make it this weekend. Uh, Demello Jones has told me commitment he won't be able to make it in. Some of the commitments in the class, like Landon Thomas and uh, Nycar, they're having to take the ACT this weekend. Um, won't be able to make it to G-Day. Micah Dubose, the guy that was supposed to be in town. Uh, the anchor 2025 offensive tackle commit. Really liked that young man in his game. He's not going to be able to make it in town when he was planning a second trip to Georgia this month. And then another name that I think that's rising back up and down the charts. Uh, I think this is a good week to talk about Sammy Brown. Sammy Brown also won't be able to make it. Uh, to Georgia's G-Day this weekend. He had a big visit earlier this month, uh, but he's got to celebrate, uh, I think, his mother. Um, so that's what you, you got a G-Day list that is going to pop. It's going to be great. Uh, but I think there'll be some more interesting names show up. Everybody wants to know, is the five-star quarterback Dylan Raiola going to show up? What about Justin Scott, the five-star target? Some of these guys that are going to take their official visits. How about some of those recent commitments? That's something to watch right now. But right now, the G-Day list looks pretty strong. Um, And you see right here, Georgia uh, Director of Recruiting Personnel or Director of Recruiting Operations or Relations. I know the man Coops, Coach Coops, got a very fancy title in Athens. He's previewing it. Elite, Young Kings, uh, not much else to say. Can't even compare. You know the dogs are going to be 
well deep in the uh, West End Zone stands with a lot of top 100s, a lot of All-Americans, and a lot of five-star prospects as well. That's your G-Day look right now. Since our last show, you know, who remembers those like, um, I think Simpsons commercials or Simpsons um, episodes where Homer Simpson's sitting at his desk and you look over to the sign and it says, it has been X amount of days and it's one of those counterboards since our last accident uh, with Mr. Burns and his safety features. Well, I guess it's only been two days since Georgia's last commitment. They got one, a big one uh, on Monday, Nitro Showtime Tuggle. Lot to talk about here. Um, first of all, 6'3", about 195 pounds. Uh, he runs a 4.49. He had 28 all-purpose touchdowns last year in Indiana. Think about that, folks. When's the last time Georgia had a commitment or a signee from Indiana? You got to go all the way back to Tim Kimbrough or Mirko Jerkovic. That was way back in Jacob Eason era recruiting for Dog Nation, the last time Georgia took a commitment from the state of Indiana. Really cool to check out there. But also, you've got uh, Nitro Tuggle is actually moving, guys. And everybody wants to hear this, that IMG pipeline, IMG to UGA, well, that's still in effect with not only Ellis Robinson, but Nitro Showtime Tuggle will also uh, be moving to IMG Academy. Get this. You want to see how Nitro Tuggle works fast? Let's see. He drops a top 10 four days ago, I believe. Then he decides he announces he's moving to IMG Academy for his senior season. That way, all you folks that wonder about those highlight, those explosive yards after catch plays, how good is that going to play in Indiana versus the SEC? Well, I think the IMG proving ground will be a great example there for Nitro Showtime Tuggle. And then a couple of days later, he commits to Georgia. Now, I want to take you to a couple of tweets here. One of those we're going to call this is maybe a foreshadowing tweet. This comes from former Georgia transfer Lawrence Cager. Folks, Cager is still in the NFL right now. Look at him right there. This was dated April the 2nd. Nitro Tuggle, the next great one. Y'all go show him some love. I promise y'all. And, you know, everybody calls him Nitro. His first real name is actually Nitrarion. When you got a, a nickname like Nitro Showtime Tuggle, nobody's ever going to call you Nitrarion right there. But lots of speed. The Georgia all-time great wide receiver Terrence Edwards was very impressed with his yards after catch ability. Loved to see Nitro go on his tape, making a lot of guys missed with a lot of those yak yards right there. And I'm telling you, Nitro's Showtime Tuggle works fast. You want to see how fast? Look how quickly the night of his recruitment, he starts recruiting. Look at that. Everybody likes that. Commitment, recent commitment, throwing their shout-outs for who they want to she joined in the class. We all know who Dylan Rioli is right now by, by this time on BeforeTheHedges.com. BeforeTheHedges on DogNation.com brought to you by Kroger. Look at that. Nitro Showtime Tuggle already reaching out. Let me see if I can help everybody with a quick question because I must have gotten this a gazillion times on social media. He's from Indiana. As to best of my knowledge, he is not related to Jesse Tuggle. Something to think about there. That came up a lot on social media. I wanted to make sure I gave an answer to a lot of folks at the same time right there. Showtime Tuggle, guys. He's three-star. It's one of those things where you're going to look back at that recruiting ranking about like folks look at the A.D. Mitchell recruiting ranking or about the Lad McConkey recruiting ranking. Brian McClendon in Georgia and Kirby Smart, they can, they can get a lot of receivers right now. 
the fact they take a wide receiver commitment in April going to speak well to what Nitro Showtime Tuggle can do. And also remember, like I said earlier, when Terrence Edwards says you can make plays and the way he moves at six foot three is different, that's probably really all you need to know. Now, the second commitment Georgia got, and this was last Saturday, this was a guy, Elise Williams. Now, I want you to look at this guy. 6'7", 235, basketball player. And this is one of those moments where I know you guys are going to go, heck yeah, when you hear this part. Charlton County High School. Yeah, Folkston. Georgia got another one of those. Everybody remembers Mudcat Elmore. Everybody remembers Boss Bailey, Champ Bailey. Well, really, Elise is the first really strong SEC-tiered prospect to come out of Charlton County since maybe the turn of the century, maybe over a generation ago. Um, Here's one thing people don't get. Number one, he committed to Georgia to play tight end, but a lot of his best film right now is as a defensive end. He's very developed, more so developed as an edge rusher right there, but he's fast, he runs track, he plays basketball, he plays football, uh, and he came from a family of dogs. You get a lot of chuckles when you check in with your sources around Charlton County when you kept seeing Elise Williams come back for games last year, and you're like, yeah, he's got that look, and everybody kind of chuckles because they already knew that that's a red and black family. Uh, Folkestone in Charlton County is a red and black town, a red and black community, uh, much less their school colors, but it was kind of an eventuality if Elise Williams would choose Georgia, and he did. Interesting nugget there about can play defensive end, can be an edge, but they're going to try and maybe see what he can do at tight end. Not quite Darnell Washington yet. He's only about 6'7", 235, but he can get the ball. He can run. Ball skills, coordination, uh, and he's going to always be open. There's not going to be too many 6'6", or 6'4", 6'5", safeties or linebackers being able to cover Elise Williams. And we got so much to talk about here on Before the Hedges that we almost had a breakout today about Todd Hartley and what he continues to do on the recruiting trail. We'll save that for next week because, guys, what he is doing, uh, recruiting tight ends for Georgia since he was hired in 2019, is spectacular. That'll be a tease for next week's Hedges. we got so much stuff to get to right there. Maybe one of the bigger topics of the show this week is I think about Nitro Tuggle. And I think about... All right, what's happening right now with Georgia and wide receiver recruiting? Well, last week, if you missed our show last week, we were going position by position. We covered quarterback, Ryan Puglisi, and Dylan Raiola. That's all I really need to say. Those are the options right now at quarterback for Georgia in 2023 for the 2024 class. And then you move on to running back. We cover the whole running back gauntlet. Uh, what we're thinking, what we're hearing on a lot of guys right there. Now we're going position by position. It's time to talk about wide receivers. We've got a graphic slide pulled up right here on what's the wide receiver recruiting snapshot look like right here. First of all, I think the number might be four up to five, especially if it's the right five in this class. You look at who Georgia could lose at receiver. There's a lot of replacement slots here to work about. Arian Smith could be an NFL draft pick. Uh, You've got Dominic Lovett. If he has a great one-and-done year, the transfer out of Missouri – he could be an NFL draft pick, Lad McConkey, Marcus Rosamy, Jack Saints. So there are going to be slots in that room. There are going to be seats in McClendon's room turning over. And right now, let's take a look at kind of the most likely options. First of all, probably the most difficult one here will be Jeremiah Smith. Um, really wants, really sounds like there's a connection there with Dylan Riola. If Dylan Riola chooses Georgia, 
maybe that opens up the gauntlet a little bit for Georgia to really get in the race. He's really connected to Brian Hartline, the wide receivers coach at Ohio State. Something happens to Brian Hartline and Riola's at Georgia. I think that's the best chance for Jeremiah Smith. I think Florida fans feel confident that the flip might go their way. I think Georgia's flipometer here uh, with Jeremiah Smith would probably be hinging on a coaching change at Ohio State at wide receiver, but also uh, Dylan Riola joining the Georgia 2024 class. Uh, currently committed to Ohio State right there. He's the number one receiver in the country, number two overall. Another name, Mike Matthews Jr., also recently visited Georgia. Um, got some ties to Georgia. He's from Lilburn. He's been visiting Clemson lately, Alabama lately. Um, Two-sport athlete, also plays basketball. Mike Matthews, is, I believe, is the number four overall prospect, uh, number six overall prospect in the country, the number two wide receiver. Now, Ryan Wingo, another guy that's really connected to Riola. Ryan Wingo is out of St. Louis University in Missouri. Um, number four receiver in the country, another five-star um, Ryan Wingo is a guy that, you know, lots of schools have been on him. I think Georgia has some real momentum after the last visit. Look for him to take his official visit to Georgia when Dylan Riola does. I don't think it's been announced yet, but I think that's kind of, uh, that's the talk, that's the work you could look for there. If you had to preview a chance for Ryan Wingo to take an official to Georgia, it would be that first weekend in June when Dylan Riola plans to be in town. Uh, those two have taken a lot of their unofficial visits together over the last uh, four to five weeks or so. Nicar, that's the commitment uh, out of Colquitt County in Moultrie, Georgia. Number 41 overall prospect in the country. He's committed. Remember about a month or so ago, maybe two months ago, he shut things down. Another name to think about here is Aaron Butler. Now, Aaron Butler is a number five athlete in the nation. Calabasas, California, that was Jermaine Burton's old high school. He is expected to take his official visit to Georgia this weekend. And, guys, Georgia has been in it really hard with Aaron Butler um, since he took a visit back in January, um, early March. Um, he took a, a winter visit, and things rapidly changed for Georgia with Aaron Butler. That's the former USC commitment. Cameron Coleman, this guy everybody wants. If you want to talk about the skyrocketing Wide receiver in this class, that would be Cam Coleman out of Phoenix City. Former teammate of A.J. Harris, the freshman cornerback at Georgia. Uh, Cam Coleman, the whole world wants him. Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee, Ohio State, everybody wants him. Cam Coleman is a guy that um, we saw the Under Armour Atlanta next camp uh, back in February. And that's where the, several Georgia coaches got to watch because they had sons in the camp. And uh, Cam Coleman was a guy. You could tell that the Georgia coaches were definitely enthused by watching him play and what he could do. Cam Coleman was probably the first or second best wide receiver there. Another wide receiver out of Tennessee is Amari Jefferson. He's currently a Tennessee baseball commitment, taking some impactful visits to Georgia last year for the Georgia-Tennessee game. And then also this winter he came up, really likes what he sees at Georgia. Georgia's a contender for that guy as well. And then the two other names on the list right here. Remember, I think only Georgia's taken four or the right five. There's some intrigue there. We've already spoken about Nitro Showtime Tuggle. That's a commitment right there out of Napanee, Illinois, now playing at IMG Academy. But Sokovi White, here's where the number here gets a little interesting. You get a little wigger here, wiggle here, wiggle here, dog fans, with Sokovi White. What you see here with Sokovi is he has expressed the interest that he would be up for playing corner star 
defensive back in Athens. Now, he has wide receiver slot skills, great skills, uh, type of prospect in my mind that is just a pure dadgum good football player and not so much a, a great size, height, weight guy at receiver. He's only about 5'10", but he makes plays. He's physical, ball skills. He's part of that Hustle Inc. 7-on-7 team that is so very, very strong during the 7-on-7 season nationally. Uh, and Sokovi, we kind of saw glimmers of this. He wanted to do that the Under Armour game. He's been doing that during the 7-on-7 season. And what he does is he gives the dogs positional flexibility in the class where if he's a guy that can truly be an athlete and maybe go see what he can do at star or slot corner uh, or a defensive back type spot in that kind of Chris Smith, uh, Javon Bowler type size, weight range right there. You know, with a guy like Sokovi White, who is a pure great football player, uh, he's a guy where don't have to really put him in the class. He's strictly a wide receiver. And that could give Georgia some positional flexibility if a, a guy like Smith, a guy like Coleman, a guy like Wingo, um, a guy like Jefferson, if a lot of those names want to jump in the 2024 class. All right, guys, speaking of a guy that is definitely in the 2024 class, I look at this 2024 recruiting cycle as a lot of anomalies. Like, for instance, um, you see a lot of – like a player like Sammy Brown, for instance. You see that linebackers that Georgia has stacked up in the last couple of classes, and they're like – no, Sammy Brown can go play at School X or School Y right away, maybe be in the two deep immediately as a freshman. Why in the world would he want to go to Georgia? Players just don't do that when they have multiple guys, especially with what Georgia did last year with three top seven in the country linebackers in the class. Why would Sammy Brown want to do that, the nation's number one linebacker? Well, Sammy's a little different, as you can see what he does on the track team, what he does on the um, football field, what he does on, you know, in the wrestling arena where he's a two-time state champion, there's some guys that go against the grain. And speaking about another guy, that's the name I think about with Ryan Puglisi. Uh, everybody thinks about Riola, and they say, everybody says, well, Riola, if he chooses Georgia, well, then the other quarterback's just going to decommit and look, out, look elsewhere. Really doesn't sound like it. I know a lot of people are sitting there going, all right, I read your story on Dog Nation. I read the Puglisi story on Dog Nation. The young man is saying all the right things, the things he needs to say right now, but wait and see what happens. Well, all I can do is I, I know this young man. I know his story very well. He's had an impactful moment in his childhood where he really realized that life is too short uh, to live it unless you're chasing the things you really want in life. He really wants to be a Georgia Bulldog. He's in town this weekend in Athens, but hey, I know you read the words. I want you to listen to what Ryan Puglisi says right here about why he's doubling down on his talent and his belief that Georgia is the best place for him. Let's take a listen to it right now here on Before the Hedges, brought to you by Kroger. So what's this visit going to be about for you, man? So I'll miss you today, but I'll be there. I have, a, I have a funeral to go to, but I'll be there from Tuesday to Thursday. So I'll make three practices and a walkthrough. Wow. Yeah, yeah, what so you're really looking forward to, forward to seeing him practice? Yeah, seeing him practice, sitting around meetings. Um, obviously, you know, I, I was close to Coach Bobo even when Munkin was there. But, you know, I never really got to see him, like, in action, I guess. Well, I did, but like not not to the extent of what I saw Monk do. And then 
obviously when the news broke that Munkin was going to the Ravens, me and Coach Bobo immediately started talking, you know, and now we have a great relationship. I mean, we're talking like almost every day. We were keeping each other up with the uh, the March Madness stuff, so me and him have a really good relationship going, so I'm just excited to, to be able to go sit in meetings with him, him and Coach Gummy, and just talk football. Um, you know, Ryan, it's funny. Conviction is a big word for you. That was my convic- That was my word for you even before, you know, you committed. You had a purpose. You had a passion. Yeah. Now, it just seems like you're going to be a dog, man, no matter if Peyton Manning commits there, man. I mean, like, can you tell me where that all comes from? Yeah. Um, I'm a big believer in, like, when you say you're going to do something, you do it. And I think nowadays, like, sometimes a commitment doesn't really mean a commitment. But, you know, I kind of like to say to my words, um, I committed to the dogs on October 16th, so I'm not looking to change anything just because I fell in love with the program. Um, everything they do, the culture, the coaches, players, people around me, you know, it's just it was too hard to say no, so I'm not looking to change my answer at all. Um, I just think that Georgia is a special place and it's something I definitely want to be a part of, so I have no no aspirations to change anything. What do you say? I know you're a respectful kid, but, like, what do you say when other schools start calling you or trying to recruit you? What's your response? Yeah, I mean, I still – they still call, but I just say thank you, you know, thank you for taking my time, your time to recruit me and stuff like that, like that. And I mean, to this day, everyone's still calling, but they know that I made my decision, so kind of just, just kind of telling me thank you for everything they did, thank you for recruiting me. Ryan, when you uh, when you think about what's your role now in this class, is it building? Is it building the class? Is it trying to get other guys? What do you think your role is now? Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to get everyone. I want to make this the best class that Georgia's ever had. Um, you know, I, I, me and Ellis Robinson are obviously two to women guys, so having that is pretty big, just to be able to hang out with him. And, um, you know, just just trying to use, use our resources to get, get the best kids. Ryan, when you think of Georgia, what comes to your mind? Um... Uh, I mean, just an unreal culture, success, excellence, and then just just a program where everyone's bought in, you know? Like, just even no matter what your role is, they're going to do it 100%, and they're going to do it as hard as they can, which is just really cool to be around because it's it's easy to thrive in that type of environment. You know, it's hard hard, hard work, and it's hard stuff to do, but you really have, have no no way to not succeed when you're surrounded by the people like they have. And, Ryan, last one, I think. At the heart of your story, I think you realize that, man, wherever you go, there's going to be somebody probably bigger, more experienced, older than you, and you're going to have to compete wherever you go. Is that really why you're going to stay a dog, no matter if they take two other quarterbacks? Is that really – you have just an understanding already that competition is going to follow you everywhere? Yeah, 100%. And I think Georgia's like the – the example of iron sharpens iron. You're going to go against the best, and that's really the, the way you're going to learn. And uh, I just talked to Coach Bobo and how many reps each guy gets, whether you're a walk-on quarterback or you're the starting number one quarterback in the nation. Like You're going to get reps no matter what. I think that's a big, big deal. I tell you what, that young man is going to win a lot of fans with that attitude. I, I wrote this line on dognation.com, and this is kind of how I feel. You have to appreciate that deep well 
that deep reservoir of internal confidence and love for the dogs right there. I mean, he wants to be a Georgia Bulldog. Can you hear that? Culture, players, how the competition aspect at Georgia is really what he needs to find his best football. It's kind of how the program sells itself right now. The best guys know that the best guys are already there and they're going to get better and they're going to find their highest gear in this football career and as a football player by going against the best guys in practice every day. It's an iron, sharpens iron, clicheometer type thing, but there's really a lot of validity there when it comes to the Georgia Bulldogs and what they're doing on the recruiting trail. Got to tell you a little bit now about Kroger, guys. You guys, you know Before the Hedges is brought to you by Kroger. You know Before the Hedges is brought to you um, each and every week on Before the Hedges by Kroger. Well, now's the time when you have to get your Kroger, uh, you get your digital coupons. Go online, find Kroger.com backslash, forward slash, I believe it's backslash, sign up to get your Krogering done. Get all those goodies in the basket. Get everything done Kroger style. Uh, and we thank them always for their partnership here on Before the Hedges and DogNation.com. Speaking of a guy, another guy, you know, probably the lead, lead headline of our show, everybody wants to know about five-star defensive lineman Edric Houston. He runs track. He wrestles. Uh, he's a dynamite football player. He's visited Alabama. He's visited Clemson. He's visited Georgia. He's visited Ohio State recently. He's not sure about his official visits yet, except for one school. That's Alabama. But he certainly has made some progress with his decision. He's now got a commitment date in mind for, October, excuse me, for August 22nd. That's his birthday. And he shares his thoughts here on Before the Hedges, brought to you by Kroger, on the latest with his recruitment. Let's take a listen in right here. Uh, well, you saw Georgia, man. I mean, what, what was different about this one? Was it getting to see him like cut ass, like cut loose and get after their practice? Uh, it was, it was, it was different. Um, the just a lot of players that went to the draft, um, just to see uh, Georgia rebuilding after they lost um, some some of their key players, like J- for instance Jalen Carter on the defensive mm-hmm. side. It's going to be hard to fill that spot. But there's some guys out there that can um, just uh, work that are working hard right now to uh, fill that spot. And then you have like Stetson Bennett uh, leaving, so you got Carson Beck in there fighting for his spot, um, and just things like that. Does it look like to you that Georgia is still going to be Georgia with dudes everywhere? Most definitely, especially with um, the type of coaching they have there. Um, I, I I wouldn't be shocked if they were able to replace them and still do it. They uh, do as a Georgia football team. Wow. What are these visits for you? Uh, what are these for right now? Are you just trying to dial in officials or figure out who's going to get officials? or what, what are these about? Yes, sir. I'm trying to um, find out who's going to get officials. That's why I'm taking as many as I can uh, unofficial visits just to uh, get a clear view of, like, what, what I want to uh, – where I want to go for my five. Does Georgia still see you as a five-tech or as a D-end or as a hybrid? What do they see out of you? What do they tell you they want you to do? Uh, right now they see me as an end um, just because I play at 265. So two, uh, pretty big to be in Coach D's room. Um, so I'll be in Coach Scott's room, but I'm more like an end. Um, so like five, six, seven technique. Like Trayvon Walker, basically? Yes, sir. Oh, wow. 
do you still plan to decide during your senior year? Is that, I think you told me you wanted to do it during your senior year. When do you plan to do it now? Uh, I'm t- uh, in my senior year, I'm going to do it August 22nd. Wow. Why the 22nd? Uh, uh, it's my birthday. Oh, wow. And you'll be 18 or 17? 18. 18, man. You're doing a lot, and you're 17 years around the sun so far. Yes, sir. Like, oh. Do you feel like Georgia really wants you? Do you feel like a priority? Like, What does it seem like to you? Uh, yes, sir. It most definitely feels uh, feel as though I'm a priority. Um, they try to sit me down and talk to me um, just like about like how school going and just like look small things like that just to build a relationship with me. Um, I could tell like them showing me film of where I would be, uh, what I would be doing and uh, constantly trying to get me back up to Georgia just to see what they have uh, is really a big thing. Is it what's something that you've learned about recruiting and what's going to be important to you over the last couple of months? Like you're already a pretty smart dude, but like, is there anything that you've, I guess, is there anything that has become a big factor for you that maybe wasn't a couple of, a couple of months ago? Like, as you get better at being recruited, have you found you're, you're looking for different things or you're looking for new things? Or, like, what's maybe maybe one small way in which you're, the things you're looking for, you've been able to be a little bit better at it? Uh, really, just um, finding out who's, um, who's going to be able to develop me, just like um, – Going to school, um, meeting the people in person, and um, just seeing how they are over text and then how they are in person is a, a major thing for me. Um, just being able to uh, talk to like the, some of the players that play there, not just like the stars, but then you have the people that just got there, the second screens, the third screens, and then you got the walk-ons. So just trying to see the environment there and do they, and then like why they chose to come there out of all places. Uh, Edric, man, I always appreciate you. I'm going to ask you a couple quick questions. Um, what do you think you like best about Clemson? You just visited them today. What do you like best about Clemson? Uh, definitely their community uh, first. Uh, being, able, being able to just talk to anybody, uh, walk up to anybody, they're always uh, open to talk. Um, the academics is uh, top, top notch uh, up there with, like, Duke and Northwestern and things like that. What do you like best about Ohio State? Um, uh, definitely uh, community. Uh, I went up there one time uh, during my um, – I watched the, the Notre Dame game, and uh-huh. it, was just, it was just amazing to see. Like, um, That's my first time being up there, but the uh, fans were cheering, yelling, uh, ready, ready to um, – talking to the recruits, telling them uh, good stuff about Ohio State. And then how many times have you been to Clemson? Four or five times. And what about Georgia? How many times have you been to Georgia? I think six times. Six times? Yes, sir. What do you like best about the dogs? Uh, just um, really uh, everything. Um, they make sure they put their best up for their recruits, uh, make sure they know them personally, uh, come up to them, talk to them, uh, if they don't know them, introduce yourself to them, um, and uh, just try to make them feel comfortable and at home. Edric Houston, heck of a nice guy. Certainly appreciate him sharing some time. And I kind of wrote about him on Dog Nation earlier this week, and he is a different type guy. He He's in no rush to enroll early. 
Uh, he was in no rush to set his official visits out. Uh, he knows there's going to come a time in his football career when it's all business and it's all go. So he wants to hold on to his kind of precious moments of high school as long as he can. He wants to have a senior prom. He wants to maybe wrestle his senior year. He was sidelined from the mats as a junior because of a shoulder injury. Wants to continue to run track. He told me, guys, it's still unfathomable to me, Six foot four, 255. Now he plays at 265, but uh, in track season, he, he drops a little bit of weight. Already ran like 54 seconds and some change this spring in the 400. And his goal for this spring is to run 52 and some change. A 52 second anything for a six foot four pound, 255, 265 pound defensive lineman. First of all, folks don't run track that size. Five stars don't run track that size. And nobody runs a 52 seconds anything at that size except a very talented, determined uh, young man like Edric Houston. Out of Buford High School, everybody wonders if Georgia's ever going to crank that bus up and start recruiting Gwinnett County and Buford High School a little bit better. Uh, you got K.J. Bolden there. You got Edric Houston in the class. Something to watch there in terms of what uh, Edric Houston try, tries to do. Really sounds like Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State are really – kind of in his thought process right now. He's not going to be able to make the uh, G-Day game either. Uh, he's got a conflict with his prom, and he's got a conflict with 7-on-7 seven seven stuff too over the weekend. So not going to see Edric Houston at G-Day. He's already told me that. Uh, here's what we're going to do. Let's just go hit right to it. Let's look at our class breakdown. If you guys saw over the last couple of weeks, we kind of found a different way to do this. Our, our graphic five-star, I would say Casey Dunn, started putting this together. The 2024 class breakdown, you got offense right now. Now you got three three stars with the addition of Nitro Tuggle. Look at the way the wide receiver board looks out. As we said in our wide receiver outlook earlier, Sokovia White may be a plug-and-play athlete on either side of the ball. Dwight Phillips Jr., Ryan Puglisi, Landon Thomas, and Malachi Tolliver, the only offensive line commitment right there. That's what your 2024 class commits look like, the number one recruiting class in the country on both on3.com and 24-7 sports. 2024 class breakdown, you got defensively right here. Now, Demarcus Reddick, I want to take a minute and talk a little bit about Demarcus Reddick because he is in Alabama. Alabama and Auburn are coming after him. I mean, they're clawing, they're fighting. They really want to try and flip the five-star, the nation's number two linebacker from the dogs. Right now, Demarcus says the dogs are his number one school. Um, he is visiting uh, those two schools as well. Uh, be very interesting. If you want to talk about a guy that would really be good news to see him back in Athens for G-Day, that would be Demarcus Riddick. Going back to that board, you're going to look at it again, and probably right now you'd say the strength of Georgia's class right now are the defensive backs. Four-star Peyton Woodyard out of California. He's an All-American. He will be in Athens. Uh, number three safety for some, number one safety for others. Jalen Hayward is the number three safety for some, number four safety for others. AP Hayward in the class. And then you've got four-star athlete DeMello Jones, going to be a corner in Athens. Five-star Ellis Robinson the fourth. He is going to be in Athens, a consensus top 10 recruit, highest ranking member in the class. He's back in Athens for this weekend. And look how nice that DB board, that cornerback board looks up right there. Two five-stars on defense, two three-stars and no, excuse me, two four-stars. And no three stars on defense. Number, nation's number one in the class right there, guys. Don't forget it. Uh, and then we like this one right here. 
the addition of Nitro Showtime Tuggle changes up our recruiting snapshot. Look at this. Now 12 commits, still ranks number one nationally. Uh, now there's now there's Georgia has six out-of-state commits as well, uh, six in-state commits, um, seven offense, five defense. That balance there shifted a little bit with the commitment from uh, Nitro Showtime Tuggle. There are now three commitments beyond the SEC footprint. Uh, the state of Georgia still has the most commits with six, nine commitments in the SEC footprint, uh, three five-stars, two of them are on defense, five <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, always cold here in Brandon's studio. Uh, four defensive top 50 commits, five overall. You got seven top 100 commits, eight top 150 commits right there as well. Georgia has one offensive player ranked among their five highest rated commitments, and there are six out of the top 10 going to play on Mike Bobo's side of the ball in Athens. There's your recruiting snapshot. Top targets time. And I think a good way to get through this is I'm going to tell you what maybe is the latest about whether or not the top targets are going to be in town or could be in town or whether they have RSVP'd yes or no. Let's take a look right now at the top remaining targets for 2024. Justin Scott, I'm going to take his official visit. That's a five-star. You want to talk about an ideal interior defensive line target for Georgia? That would be Justin Scott. Dylan Stewart out of Washington, D.C., the number one edge for On3.com. Dylan Stewart is a really terrific-looking prospect, visiting a lot of schools. Sounds like it's going to be another Ohio State battle there. Jordan Ross, now this is interesting. Going to have a story up him on dognation.com sooner rather than later. But Jordan Ross is in Vestavia Hills, Alabama. That is in the middle of Jefferson County, which means Birmingham, Alabama, And Jordan has basically decided that he is going to leave the state to play college football. Jordan is a five-star in the pure 24-7 sports ranking. Jordan wants to leave the state of Alabama. Georgia has been a contender that's caught his eye. Georgia's going to get an official visit. Something to watch there right now. True five-star talent. Guys, I want you to remember, remember this. Jordan Ross told me at the Atlanta Under Armour Next camp that he was timed by event officials, event organizers, at a 4-3 laser in the 40. Now that's moving. That is literally moving. For an edge prospect, 6'4", 215. Now you're going to see some wide receivers. We spoke about those guys at the beginning of the show. Jeremiah Smith, Mike Matthews. Both have interesting situations connected to them. Mike Matthews, you hear a lot about him wanting to leave the state. Or at least sounding like he wants to leave the state. Cam McHale is a guy actually going to be in Athens tomorrow. He will not be there for G-Day. But Cam McHale, who Georgia is recruiting as an athlete, even though he'll probably be the type of guy that if he chooses Georgia, would be a defensive back Javon Bullard type, recently ran a 10-7-7 in the 100. Cam Killa McHale out of Statesboro, Georgia, will be in Athens for another big visit on Thursday. Christopher Jones out of Stafford, Virginia. You wonder where, how many linebackers Georgia will take, what happens with Sammy Brown, what happens with Demarcus Riddick. Either one of those names, um, it appears like either one of those names no longer seem likely into the Georgia class. I think Christopher Jones becomes a lot more likely. I think Christopher Jones is at the top of the board anyway right now. I think the coaching staff really likes Christopher Jones out of Virginia, um, but I think um, he certainly comes much deeper into play if something happens to one of those names. Aaron Butler, another wide receiver. For the longest time, he is 
had his official visit in mind for G-Day weekend. His commitment date has kind of changed. He did have it earlier. He did have it on his birthday in July. Uh, wait and see what happens there with Aaron Butler and see if that fluctuates. Ryan Wingo spoke about him. Justin Green, really impressive four-star defensive lineman out of Mountain View High School in Lawrenceville. Daniel Calhoun, big offensive lineman. You guys, I don't know if you uh, read the story this week, but really good friends with Marquise Easley, Big Easy. Marquise, Big Easley, that's the young man out of uh, the state of Illinois that uh, recently visited Georgia, going to give Georgia an official visit. That's the guy that called himself a bully. Um, Khalil K.J. Bolden, awesome player, Buford High School, number one safety in the country. Lots of recruits in this class have been pointing to, man, that's a guy that Georgia has to get in this class, cannot have leave the state. Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson, those are the schools to really look at there. Edric Houston, we spoke about him. And then Dylan Riola uh, out of Phoenix, Arizona, the number one quarterback in the country, the number one overall prospect in the country. That's what the top remaining targets look like this week for the week of April 12th, 2023 here on Dog Nation. And now just off the list, that list is always turning over, always changing. Got to make sure my buddy Mike behind the glass, make sure we meet his request that we only go 22 deep this week on this. I think we went 21 deep this week. Actually, you see Showtime Tuggle still on there on that list. Showtime needs to come off. Um, Jamonta Waller, that's a new name at the bottom of the screen. Number one player in Mississippi. Really impressive looking edge. I think ESPN and other outlets have him as a five-star. Fletcher Westfall, that's the guy with the 17 rows Google Sheets document that he calls his All Schools Comparison Matrix. Just visited Georgia recently. Um, Chauncey Bowen's another big factor back, currently committed to Florida. You know, folks, I'm, we've talked a lot about Sammy Brown on this show, and maybe if I went one more name on the top targets list, I would have added Sammy Brown to the top targets list this week. Christian Cole, Christian Clark, excuse me, and Chris Cole. Interesting, guys. Christian Clark would be the all-purpose running back target. Chris Cole is a really impressive running linebacker target at Salem, Virginia. Cam Davis is another running back. We spoke about Marquise, big, easy, easily. I loved his quote where he said something about his favorite part of playing football. Now, I know this is going to sound uncouth, but it's going to sound just like a football player to me. As he says, he loves watching other parents rage when, he, when, when his team beats their, their children. He calls himself a bully. Football, especially in the trenches in the SEC, you want some bullies on your side. Marquise Easley, 84-inch wingspan, about 6'6", about 330. Had a really big visit to Georgia earlier this week. He spent multiple days in Athens last weekend. C.J. Jackson out of Tucker, Amir Jackson. We mentioned Amari Jefferson. Uh, big list. You see Williams Winery there at a Lee Summit. That's another five-star name Georgia needs to get back. Jaden Riddell and Caleb Olden. Now, you know what? Caleb Olden, Oldham is a guy that just recently picked up his Georgia offer. I think Riddell is another guy that He's going to watch what Riola does. And if Riola chooses Georgia, Georgia's chances with Riddell go up. Uh, Taylor Tatum, Jordan Seaton, uh, lots of names that have kind of been on there for a while. Jordan Thomas, another impressive D-line target out of New Jersey. That's a Fran Brown recruiting special right there. All right, guys. You know what time it is right now? 
You've had the fancy show, had everything you like in the studio. You listen to me sneeze a couple of times because that happens when you're, when you're taping, especially in this cold studio. Now, Before the Hedges, brought to you by Kroger, goes live Q&A time. Give me a second. I'm going to do a quick change. I'm gonna, we're going to make this studio background look exactly like my living room in my house. Of course, we're only kidding. It's now time to go live on Before the Hedges, brought to you by Kroger. Get your popcorn. Get your questions ready. Look forward to joining you right now. What's up, everybody? We're back, Dog Nation, uh, recruiting uh, the bunker. It is my living room. Uh, I'm sure the peaches, the dog, somewhere around here. First of all, guys, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for coming by. Uh, it's another Wednesday night live inside the Centel uh, studio here in Woodstock, Georgia. Shout out to everybody to, uh, taking some time to, re- to listen to, talk about Georgia football recruiting. I promised Guatemala Mike on YouTube that I would tee up, tee up the first question. And what he wanted to know is he wanted to know kind of the temperature kind of a heat check with K.J. Bolden in Georgia. Well, K.J. Bolden recently visited Georgia. But, but guys, K.J., I think K.J. had been there, done that, and bought the T-shirt and, you know, bought the pictures or whatever from your family vacation, uh, the photo pass with Georgia. He'd been to Georgia so many times. I think his visit count for Georgia is up to like 10. Uh, this spring has really been about him seeing other schools, took an extended visit to Florida State, uh, saw Auburn with Auburn for A-Day, uh, their A-Day, their Auburn Day or War Eagle Day or whatever they call it there. Um, I think he knows what's there at Georgia. He's been to Georgia many games, many times. Um, I Sooner or later, I'll write this story, but like so many stories to write. But like I remember <laughs> seeing uh, KJ up in the stands in Athens and like he's walking through or whatever. And he just makes this point. He, he, he links up any kind of points at his. The, the G on his chest, that was the Power G logo, of course. So I really think Georgia's always going to be there. You know, I, I kind of think the cool term right now, if anybody out there watch Marvel movies, raise your hand if you watch Marvel movies. Um, I think a lot of kids now describe a school that they're going to deeply consider uh, till the 15th round. They call it the in-game school. And I think Georgia is always going to be an in-game school there for K.J. Bolden. I know that Georgia has presented him with a plan where there won't be any worries about A.P. Hayward is a safety or Peyton Woodard is a safety uh, if he wanted to come in and play safety for Georgia as well. Really talented athlete, great track sprinter. Um, could play wide receiver. Other schools have been on about wide receiver. Remember KJ told me uh, earlier this year, he's like, well, if he goes to high State, he's talked to Ryan Day and he doesn't want to be a receiver because that room is so loaded with receivers, uh, he'd want to play safety. Um but uh, K.J. Bolden, I hope that gives you a pretty good reading of the green there, uh, Guatemala Mike there for uh, K.J. Bolden. Um, Justin Hellman, great question. Uh, as a recruiting reporter, how can you tell the difference between a recruit saying what he's supposed to say about a school versus actually being serious about possibly going to that school? Kind of good inside the ropes question right there, and I'll entertain it. Uh, I think, first of all, you just kind of – you just kind of reach a line where you try to ask questions a different way, questions that they're not used to getting so many times. There's so many kids that will say, the, um, I would say if, if people are following me here, a Xerox line. And what I mean by that is kind of like the company line. It sounds sort of like a press release there. You just can kind of read it after, after some time and some 
you know, skins on the wall as a reporter, but they're the things that recruits should say. And it's funny when like sometimes people, they tell me they read these recruiting stories and they go, okay, I, I read what he said about Georgia. I read what he said about Auburn. I read what he said about Far State. And they're like, it's always good when the Georgia statement is longer than the others, or if it invokes the word family. What I look is for original thinking. And sometimes you got to ask original questions to get that. But um, there's the perfunctory things guys will say. And then there's just, just kind of ways of reading people. Like, does their speech pick up? Do they do they have a little bit more tempo in their voice? Are they being very descriptive and emotive and candid in what they're saying? Do they do they connect the question, the answer to the question with a vivid memory? I think that's all really important in trying to figure out what's a school that's going to have a hat on the table and then what's a school that's going to be uh, the one that the young man eventually puts his hat on. Um, I think that's a good thing to say. And I, the main thing is you need to just kind of if you talk to these guys over a balance of time, it's kind of like erosion or it's kind of like comparing, you know, what those statements were like over a course of time. Hope that answers your question, Justin Hellman. Um, let me see. Uh, Doghouse Lawn Care, how are you? Jack Marino's getting Justin Scott Wesley flashbacks. Yeah, totally different player, though. Justin Scott's like going to be, could potentially be a zero to a, a shade nose to a, to a three to a four eye, something like that for somebody somewhere. But uh, Justin Scott Wesley, pretty fast dude. And a guy that kind of always wanted, I always want to see him catch one more gear of his career in Athens because I think he had a lot of football to show. Um, let me see. Let me jump on Facebook. Let me see what's going on on Facebook. Uh, Randy Hall, you're talking about uh, – hey, good, e good evening, Randy, by the way. Are you talking about silent decommits? Uh, why, why, man? I'm going to tell you, <clears throat> I don't think it matters at all. I'm going to just say it like that. Uh, I don't know if Kingsbury is a name with these players anymore, especially when Kingsbury is like a senior analyst. I mean, he's not even an on-field coach. Adrian Hill, I, I, let me check this something right now. I'm going to put the um, I'm going to put the uh, monocle on top of that. There are no lies told in that statement. Amir Jackson is a player. Uh, Sony Prescott, I don't think so. I think Cam Davis is pretty close to uh, potentially uh, potentially shutting his whole thing down. He had some comments after a recent Florida State visit where he was like, um, "I might be done." Um, Sonia Prescott, uh, trying, just trying to do it. Randy Hall, question about number. I don't think the number gets to 30. It's going to depend on the portal, the transfer portal, and how many guys will leave and the transfer portal that's coming up, uh, very shortly, like right after, uh, right after G-Day, basically. Um, Randy Hall, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. If you want to, like, I don't even count a 2026 silent commitment because that's just too far away. Probably don't even count silent commitments in 2025 either because those recruitings are – there's so much meat left on the bone. Um, Philip Jordan-Wells, got to give you a shout-out for that uh, biggie line earlier. Joel Moody, yeah, yeah. I'm going to tell you this, Joel. And obviously, I appreciate all the time you spent following us and everything over the years. You're one of those names you see on the chat, I'm sure – Brandon and Mike and Connor all feel the same way, but like, you know, Joel feels like a, 
a friend that's kind of been there forever. Like if this was Cheers, who remembers Cheers? And that's that guy down at the end of the room. Uh, uh, Joel Moody certainly certainly seems like that. But um, I would say that um, I'm going to say this. I think Georgia football is going to be more entertaining over the next three years. Keyword entertaining, more entertaining over the next three years than it has been over the last three years. Let's come back. Let's keep the receipts on that one. I kind of think that that might happen. Uh, Philip Jordan Wells, Casey Dunn, not not Casey Dutton. I get that uh, reference to Yellowstone as well. Uh, Joseph Kennedy, the thought about pug. There's going to be some pug shirts. Um, Randy Hall, I think the number gets to four. This is just not a very good year for OLs. Um, I'm going to see. I'm going to. I feel like Randy that there will be at least turnover of five OLs off this team, especially the current offensive loom room right now. So they might want to repress, might want to replace. Um, but the, you know, the other thing is to think about is um, uh, 2025. You might want to save some scholarships for that loaded group in 2025 when there's some real, uh, really impressive offensive tackles like uh, Georgia and offensive tackles. I know people are wondering about offensive tackles in 2025. Like Michael DeBose won't be there this weekend when he thought he was, but um, you know, Mason Short goes to Alabama. Um, and did you get everybody see Nick Brooks, Nikolai Brooks, the six foot seven, six foot eight, 350 pound master mauler out of Buford. He cut down his top 10. It did not include, include Georgia in there. That was a little bit of a surprise to me, but um, that allows Georgia to uh, concentrate on a lot of other guys. Uh, <clears throat> um, I want to know about the question. How many decommits do you have? You mean like out of the current class or eventually? Um, you know, the one thing we've learned, guys, is that early commitments, a lot of commitments, I mean, no matter where, where you look at, especially when you take a snapshot, I always try to look at it as July. And in July, the end of July, I look at the class as a whole, and you're just going to expect about – 10 to 15 percent attrition off that off, off that number because that's what just we're just known to happen through history now with big board recruiting which is what Georgia does Tom Lavelle I think it's interesting he is visiting some schools after he doesn't didn't visit any schools I think the Munkin thing really um, allowed him made him want to kind of open things up a little bit um, Randy I don't think so with Mason I think Mason has always kind of been a <clears throat> a definite lean towards Alabama. You know, they answered that question earlier from Justin. You can just kind of tell, like, there was really vibrant statements always from Mason about uh, Alabama. And it's almost like you can sit there and you listen to a person, you listen to their candor, you listen to the inflection of their words. It's almost like you could take a temperature check, like like the question Guatemala Mike had earlier. I'm going to use that term, but you can just kind of tell some potency to the words compared to everybody else. Um, Joel Moody, yeah, get some, get some shades on as well. And I'm going to say, guys, I don't know if I said this enough, but that Landon Tom, excuse me, that Nitro Showtime Tuggle guy, Tuggle guy is that dude. He is going to be something you guys are going to, you guys are going to feel spoiled when you see all that receiver talent in the next couple of years, when Anthony Evans is on the field and, uh, Yazid Haynes is on the field, Tyler Williams is on the field and some of these talent that's coming into the five stars. And some of the talents coming in in the 2024 cycle, uh, you're just going to be like, hold on, is this Georgia? Georgia's wide receivers now look like they're linebackers and corners. Um, Georgia's going to, finally going to have the guys at receiver to go blow for blow with 
the Ohio States and the Alabamas that we've seen over the last few years. Um, guys, appreciate you. That has been another Before the Edges brought to you by Kroger. Try to answer at least five to 10 questions. Try to give some depth to my answers. Mainly, I got to say thank you guys so much for hanging out on another Wednesday night here on Before the Hedges uh, on Dog Nation. Got some special guests lined up. You guys will watch the show in the coming weeks. We're going to line up the special guests in this live segment here. So we'll probably slim down the first portion of the show in a really nice studio. And then we'll come back with a lot more content, a lot more meat, a lot more dogs at the end of the program. But for everybody here at Dog Nation, uh, been great hanging out. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen in tonight, learn a little bit about Georgia recruiting. If you guys liked anything on the show, how about a thumbs up? How about a like? How about a share? Anything you can do to show your appreciation. We don't really off, we don't really pass around the collection plate for likes or anything like that on this program. We've been doing it for so long. We know you guys will be there. We know you guys appreciate what you're listening to. Uh, but anyway, uh, <clears throat> guys, I'm Jeff. Uh, that's been your intel. Uh, we'll see you guys again later on the pages of dognation.com. Have yourself a great week. See everybody at G-Day. Come up to me. Say hi. Don't be a stranger. Look forward to seeing everybody out there. Let's go. I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life. I never settle.